You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. So a number of Jewish leaders from Banu Nadir, the tribe of Banu Nadir, and also Banu Wa'il, another Jewish tribe, they went to Mecca. They were about 20 men. Some say 30, 20 to 30 men. Some of their names have been mentioned in historical accounts. Huyay ibn Akhtab, a Jewish leader. Salam ibn Abi al-Haqiq, Kanana ibn al-Rabi' Hawdha ibn al-Haqiq, Hawdha ibn Qais al-Wa'ili or al-Walibi. And he was basically from the Aus tribe from Medina, from Bani Khutama. Abu Amir al-Rahib, Abu Ammar al-Wa'ili. These were some Jewish tribal leaders who went from where? From northern Medina to Mecca to meet the pagans. When they went to Mecca, the first person they met was Abu Sufyan because they knew that Abu Sufyan was a staunch enemy of the Prophet. He hates Muhammad. He can't stand him. He has this blind enmity. So they went and they told him of their idea. They complained how they've been exiled, how they hate this Prophet. Look at this conversation that happened between them. Abu Sufyan said to them, Is that why you're here? That's why we're bothered by Muhammad. He exiled us. We don't like him. These Jewish tribal leaders said, We've come to make an alliance, a coalition with you to fight Muhammad. Basically, we have a shared interest over here. You guys hate Muhammad. We hate Muhammad. Let's fight him. What did Abu Sufyan say? Abu Sufyan was. Waiting for this gift to come his way. He said, Marhaban wa ahlan. Welcome, welcome. Muhammad. The most beloved people in our eyes are those who have enmity to Muhammad. Look at Abu Sufyan. I mean, he you could see evilness just dripping from him. And this is the father of Muawiyah, the grandfather of Yazid. Then Abu Sufyan told them, look, go to Quraysh, all these tribes in Mecca, invite them to fight Muhammad, make a pact with them, so you can uproot Muhammad. And that's exactly what the, what the Jews did. They went around, they saw those Qurayshi tribes, and they made the following offer. And then they told the tribes in Quraysh, that we have 700 Jewish swordsmen, from Banu Qurayza and Khaybar. Look, we're strong. We can do it together. We have 700 men who can use the sword. We'll eliminate those Muslims if you guys help us. Now, there was a problem here because the Jews of Banu Qurayza in Khaybar still had a pact with the Prophet Muhammad They still had a treaty. So the, the pagans basically told them, but wait a minute. Those people in Khaybar, the Jews of Khaybar, the Jews of Bani Quraida, they still have an alliance with Prophet Muhammad So how is this going to happen? They told them, don't worry. 
we'll convince them to break the treaty, don't worry. You guys just promise us support, we'll go to Bani Quraidah at Khaybar, we'll convince them, we'll handle it with them, don't worry about that. And, and, and that's exactly what happened later. So these Jews promised Quraysh that they'll convince all Jews to participate and to abandon the treaty with the Prophet Now the chiefs of Quraysh after those wars, Badr and Uhud, they didn't really have the appetite to fight anymore. But now with this offer, with an offer like this, they had a renewed sense of ambition to fight. You guys have 700 horse, horse, swordsmen, you have all these tribes, and you're close to Medina, and you'll give us news about the Muslims? Sure, we'll take this as a golden opportunity. So now Quraysh, they found new interest to fight Islam, to fight the Prophet Muhammad But before they gave their final approval, the pagans of, of Mecca, the Quraysh, they posed the following question to these Jews, and subhanAllah, look how evil these Jewish tribal leaders were. You know what they said to them? They told them, look, you guys, you the Jews, you're the people of a scripture. You come from a monotheistic religion. You're the followers of heavenly books. And you can distinguish falsehood from truth. And you know that we, the Arabs in Mecca, we don't have a problem with Muhammad except his religion. We don't have any other issue with Muhammad. We're pagans. We worship the idols, he rejects the idols, that's our problem with him. So basically, tell us which of the two is better in your eyes. You Jews, when you look at the pagans and you look at the Muslims, which is better? We the pagans? They wanted to test the Jews like, are you guys serious? You're closer to Muslims than you are to us. Because at least you believe in scriptures, you believe in prophets, you believe in the one God. It kind of didn't add up to those <laughs> pagans in, you know, in Mecca. Let's look at their reply, unfortunately. They considered themselves to be the monotheists, you know, the chosen people by God. Look, 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 at, look at what they did. La ilaha illallah. Basically, they shamelessly said to the pagans, idolatry is better than the religion of Muhammad. You should remain steadfast in your faith, meaning you idol worshippers, and don't show the slightest inclination to Muhammad's religion. This is narrated by the seerah of Ibn Hisham and Tariq al-Tabari. Look at the evilness here. The pagans, according to one narration, even requested them to prostrate to their idols. Like, really? Okay. Come and prostrate to our idols, so we're sure that you mean what you said, that you're closer to us than Muhammad. They accepted. They prostrated to the idols of the pagans, just so they can make this pact against the Prophet This was something really disgraceful, something really shameful that they did. Even Jewish writers in history have confirmed that this blunder, this big mistake that they did is just unjustifiable. For instance, you have Dr. Israel in his book, Jews and History of the Jews and Arabia, a Jewish scholar. He says it was not proper that the Jews should have committed such a mistake. Furthermore, 
it was not at all proper that they should have sought protection of the idolaters, those who worship the idols, because such an action is not in conformity with the teachings of the Torah. The Torah condemns Jews for doing any type of alliance with idol worshippers. They just clearly violated the Torah by doing this pact with the Mushrikeen. A, a very disgraceful thing that they did in, in Mecca, unfortunately. But you know, the Jews at the time, they had the idea that the ends justify the means. Our goal is to eliminate Muhammad. We'll do anything to eliminate him. Just like politicians. Have you seen some politicians who want to rise to power? They're willing to do anything to get into power. Even if it's something unethical and immoral. The Quran comments on this incident, by the way. There is a verse about this, and many Mufassireen have said this is about this incident. Surah An-Nisa, verse 51. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا نَصِيبًا مِنَ الْكِتَابِ Don't you see those who have been given a share of the scriptures, the Jews, they have the Torah. يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْجِبْتِ وَالطَّاغُوتِ They believe in those idols of the pagans. And they believe in those idol worshippers by making that pact with them. And they say to the kuffar of Mecca that your religion is better than Muhammad. The religion of Muhammad. The Quran is rebuking them. And so if you look at the tafsir of this verse, Ka'b ibn al-Ashraf, a, a, a leader of the Jewish tribes, he went to Mecca and basically the same conversations happened. And he told them that your religion is better than the religion of Muhammad. He asked Abu Sufyan, he asked the pagans, tell me what's your religion? So basically they told him that we glorify the Kaaba, you know, we give um, uh, water to the pilgrim who comes and we sacrifice the sheep and sometimes we give it to the people and basically we worship what our forefathers would worship. Though this Jewish person said, yeah, that's better than the religion of Muhammad. Yes, it's very tragic what happened here. Imam Ali salam, in one hadith, he states that the main intent was to kill the Prophet and his family from Abdul Muttalib. Because they realized, the Jews and the Arab tribes, that if you kill the Prophet and his family, that's it. Islam, you know is gone. You don't need to go and kill every Muslim out there. That's not possible for us. There's too many. So just kill the Prophet, his family, and, and it will be over. So the Jews made a pact in Mecca. When they left Mecca, they felt overjoyed. Yes, now we have mobilized these parties, these groups against the Prophet. They first proceeded to Najd. It's an area in Arabia. And they came into contact with the tribe of Ghatafan. They were sworn enemies of Islam. Ghatafan had an enmity with the religion of Islam, with Muslims, with the Prophet Now out of the Ghatafan tribe, the families of Bani Fazara, Bani Murra, and Bani Ashja', they accepted to go and fight the Prophet So not everyone from that tribe wanted to fight, but these three families, they were intent to fight the Prophet And they also made a condition, these three families, they made a condition with the Jews. The Jews were very wealthy at Khaybar. They had large swaths 
of farmland that would produce dates and other fruits. Part of it was the Fedak area that later was given to the Prophet So they made a, a pact with these Jews, these families in the Ghatafan tribe. They told the Jews, if we achieve victory and we kill Muhammad and we eradicate Islam, what will you give us? They said one year of our dates will give it to you. That was a lot of money, a lot of money back then. Because Ghaybar produced a lot of dates. So they said, we'll give our crops to you. They're like, okay, we have a financial incentive. Let's go kill Muhammad. Now the Quraysh, they also reached out to their allies from Bani Salim, also from Bani Asad. And they said, this is a golden opportunity. Let's go and fight. So they agreed to go and conquer Medina. Quraysh left Mecca going to Medina with 4,000 fighters. And they had met in Dar al-Nadwa, which is that house in Mecca where they would have meetings to discuss important affairs. And they basically uh, constructed the banner of war and they left Mecca going to Medina with the intention to start the war. They also had 300 horses with them. That's a lot of power at the time. And they had 1,000 camels. Just look at the size you know, of, of this operation here. See, see how the Jews are, by the way, responsible for this. They went there, they mobilized all these parties. It's very important to know this because later we'll see something will happen at Khaybar. That today Orientalists, when they look at, ah, oh, those poor Jews got killed in Khaybar. Some Jews did get killed in Khaybar later, we'll see. We'll talk about that in detail. Not 700, 900 as they claim. We'll look at the more accurate numbers. But you see why now. You see the treason. You see the mobilization of these armies to go and kill Prophet Muhammad and eradicate Islam. When they had a peace treaty with the Prophet, all of that is broken. So now you know why the Prophet had to take action after this war. He went, he went to Khaybar. We'll see that later inshallah. 